0: Welcome to Tech Live. Stephanie Christopher here, CEO of the Executive Connection. We connect leaders with a trusted network of people who help them succeed. Our guest today is Sandra Poon. As a strategy advisor, a certified advisory board chair, and a business coach, Sandra's secret superpower is her ability to understand an organization's landscape quickly and identify ways to make it better. Sandra told me that she thinks she's been in over a hundred organizations and she loves trying to spot what's going on, encapsulate it in a really neat way to help the leader of the organization come up with a strategy to deal with what's really going to be important. Sandra Poon, welcome to Tech Live. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm very
1: happy to be here.
0: I feel like a quiz show host. I do. You're well, yes. So my first question, who won the Melbourne Cup in 1968?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. I'm sorry. Excellent.
0: Well, why don't I kind of flip this over my head? I'll put it neatly there. Indeed. Okay, this is a topic. Mm. It's loaded and it shouldn't be. It's something you and I feel so passionately about. Help me understand your insights and thoughts on the world of diversity. It
1: it is an interesting thing. So, you know, if you look at me, I'm clearly different to most of the people I see around me. So it is something that is part of me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, growing up, I, I... I would say English is my first language, mm. but to look at me, I am, you know, of Chinese descent. Yeah. So that concept of being different mm. is that first place to think about diversity. Mm. Uh, you know that when when you are different, you feel a little bit further away from people. Mm. So how do you how do you fit in? How do you belong? And when we see people that are more like us. Mm-hmm. That allows us, to, those that are feeling marginalised for whatever reason, mm-hmm. to go, diversity's okay. So diversity is about seeing, hearing, experiencing different
0: perspectives. And you've said that part about perspectives because seeing people who are like you doesn't always mean it can be something simpler, can't it, with someone with a, a different family background from you. Indeed, yeah. I've lived a life of people saying, where are you from? Australia. Yes, but where are you really from? Australia. Yeah. Um, and English is my only language that I've ever been exposed to. Yeah. But it's, it's different from that. It's not just people like you. It's people who think like you. It's people around the same age maybe or it's, or it is people who are the same gender. Yeah. If you're in a world of people of a different gender or a different gender identity, there's all different sorts of are, belonging. Yes, so... um so uh Scotty Page wrote, wrote a book called
1: The Diversity mm-hmm. Bonus and yes. it's a fascinating book and it talks about identity diversity and it talks about div- uh, cognitive diversity.
0: Oh. So let's talk about I- identity diversity because that's yeah. where you're starting with isn't yeah. it? Yeah,
1: so identity diversity is uh, you know race, physical capabilities, yeah. language, uh, social economical background, age, age, yeah. uh, gender, those things that identify you mm. as you know, this is what you are and who you are. I'm left-handed, you know, that's my part of diversity. Oh, you really? I am, well, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, a left-handed <laughs> person in a right-handed world, right? <laughs> so that, you know, those things are part of your identity. Yes. They're not necessarily choices you
0: make. Yes. So that's identity diversity. Yes. Yeah. And so what's the impact? I mean, that's the obvious one in, in the workplace, isn't it? Hmm. What... Hmm. Why is it important? Why really is it important? I, I feel like with identity diversity, yeah. people have have shifted dramatically in the last ten years, five years, in that they know it's important and I should do something about it and I need diversity and I know it's good, but I have no idea why in my heart. Yeah. Is that what you see? Do you think it's, it is a
1: really interesting mm. one because we ha- you, we have these couple of ways of thinking about these standards. Yeah. There's the 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 social justice, you know, because it's just fair for people. Yeah. it's just the right thing to do. And I can't in my heart explain any more than we will be better if we are like this. Yeah. And then there are the normative arguments of going. You know what? There is actually a bonus or a benefit. Mm. We are better when we get different perspectives and different ways like you imagine innovation try innovating when you have 20 people sitting around the table who have the same socio background the same yeah. family history went to the same school have the same friends yeah. how are you going to get this broader perspective that is you know benefits society and your business and you as an individual if you are all the same
0: do you know we were talking about that this morning mm. And you were talking about when people say something and they say a sentence and there's a whole background to it from common knowledge that you've been in the room and because you're newer to my organisation, you don't know what that background is. Mm -hmm. And so that that's a real issue, isn't it? Because then you're just it's more than groupthink. You're missing out on a whole lot of inputs that could be really valuable. Yeah,
1: it's it's true. So when you when when someone uses a stereotype or a cultural symbol that they are so familiar with, mm. that they, there's assumed uh, knowledge around the room where everybody knows what that is. That's our shortcut. And hu- as humans, we need to do that because yes. life gets difficult if you're trying to unpick everything at every moment. It takes cognitive energy and it takes emotional energy to resolve those things. So if you aren't in that conversation or you don't understand that, you are expending this wonderful cognitive ability trying to work that out yeah. and not actually engaging and being present about what's going on and where you could be adding value.
0: And then that adds to the otherness, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Because, well, she's not engaging or participating the bias can kick in and this is why, Yeah, but it's actually, you don't know really what's going on in the conversation because right. yeah. it's like you've joined a party halfway through. Yeah, yeah, and it's like everyone's on the in-joke. It's that feeling
1: yeah. of the in-joke that you're not part of and yeah. you're going, why not? Yeah. Did, am, I, am I stupid? Did I not understand? Yeah. Yeah. Or I just don't see the world the way you see the world. Yes. You know?
0: So when you walk into an organisation and your superpower kicks in, Super, Sandra, what are you noticing pretty quickly about identity diversity yeah. for better or worse in an organisation? Well,
1: it is it is there for the world to see whether you yeah. like it or not, yeah. right? It's about seeing the faces that are different. Yes. Um, the language that's being used. Yes. Um, and how respectful people are around that. Mm -hmm. You know, are they tiptoeing around diversity? Um, You know, is there just virtue signalling to go, yeah, we do it, we've got a policy, yeah, (laughs) um, but it's not in people's way of acting and interacting Mm -hmm. and you can sit. And and there are physical symbols of that too, Mm -hmm. right? You know, like is there... are there different colors? Is you know what's the the cultural norms as you walk into an organization? Yeah. Is it is it tidy? Is there you know these? I know they are very little things, yeah. but I I'm looking all around mm. and hearing and feeling what the energy is like mm. to go. Is this a positive space or is there something else going on? And why mm. aren't people talking to me, or why are people talking to me? Yes. Um, you know, as an external consultant, I have the benefit of being the I, I almost call it the privileged outsider, yes, um to be able to to see it from a different lens mm. because if you're in it every day, sometimes it's hard to see. Mm. So as I walk in, I'm looking for those those things that are telling me that it's there's there's a, some incongruity somewhere,
0: yeah, you know
1: it's not internally consistent, and why is not that thing there? You know, why is that thing there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. And then what do you do about it? What are the conversations you have with a leader when you're spotting that something feels a little off or you can see um, people being excluded or marginalised or you can see the opportunity for greater, we're still talking about identity diversity, but you can see the opportunity for that. How do you address a conversation for a leader that it might actually be their blind spot?
1: Well, indeed, like I would ask questions around, oh, so, you know, it's it's interesting, what's your hiring policy, you know, how do you go through that process mm. of selecting candidates for roles um, and who's involved in that, mm. you know, and are there any rules that you, you internally follow around that? It starts with bringing people in. Mm. Um, you know, other things around diversity go, oh, do you have groups or other things in your organisation that that uh, give people a safe space to, to you know, congregate together and talk about the things that are very specific to them and how connected are you to each level of your organisation. So are you talking to the person on the shop floor about, you know, how they're doing and uh, rather than making assumptions about that. So there is a lot to be said and I will ask leaders about, are they walking the floor, Mm. you know, just... Sometimes how often are you getting out there and talking to your customers, mm. to the people that work inside your organisation that serve those customers mm. in any way they are and asking lots of questions. Mm. It's it, you, you can't engage in a conversation when you are directing or judging. Yeah. You know, so asking those questions to see if that
0: diversity is there but it's hidden or it's not there mm. at all. And how um, do you deal or how do you um, help someone because we all do, um, acknowledge and overcome their bias. It's a tricky one, isn't it?
1: Um, and,
0: and it's, the, I usually do it front on, and it doesn't work. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> it, head on is kind of my way, but it actually yeah. doesn't really work.
1: Very well, well, you know, you're you're braver than I am. <laughs> but uh, I I will ask those questions around. You know, do you, do you see the difference here? And I'll actually share stories. Mm. So when you can humanize that difference, that someone can recognize, mm. you know, and I and I use silly stories, like I use movies and things mm. like that for reference, because people, you know, I'll, I'll use a Star Wars story. Uh, you know, when I, I always remember this thing, I'm showing my age and how weird I am at the same time by uh, talking about. So, Star Wars. You know, when they're yeah. all sitting around, and the, this is the old Star Wars. Yeah. When they're all going, oh, we'll never hit that target. It's only two meters by two meters. And you know, our mate Luke Skywalker goes, oh, well, it's just like shooting Womperats back home. Back home, right? Yeah. And he comes from a different cultural background. There's all these wonderfully yeah. experienced, seasoned soldiers. Around him in the yeah. room, and he's like, "Oh, that's that? that's what I would do back home." Yeah, you know. So just giving them that different perspective, yeah, and going, "Can you find something in yourself in that?" Mm. And creating that awareness around it mm. is is where we're trying to, you know, create the space for the conversation.
0: What about getting sort of deeper into bias now? What about I don't see color, I don't see race. And it's so well-intended and a little naive, I think. Um, I, don't, I, I don't see any difference.
1: So when I hear that, I say, you don't see me. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. Right? Because it's about, if right. you don't see colour, I am different. Yeah. Are you saying that, that I'm just a blank space?
0: So if you don't see colour, you don't see me
1: and you don't see the people around you.
0: Wow. So when someone says that, in my experience, it's tr- they're trying to take a step forward into understanding a more diverse world. So how how do we, as we're moving on, you know, or as we're trying to influence and shift the conversation, how do we work with people whose intent is good? Mm. People are generally doing the best they can with what they have. Generally, there's some bad in this world, but let's assume that people are good. How do we help them? How do we help harness our, our leaders' good intent but their lack of understanding about what to do, and we're still on identity diversity. I'm really saving up cognitive diversity because I love that one. But how how do we help leaders um, take that next step that they actually have to take? Yes, mm. I think the f- first and foremost they have to find the
1: language which is acceptable for them. Yes, to to step into it and not yeah. be so fearful. Mm. I, I think mm. and, and and I know that's just a grand sweeping statement but if you are even willing to think about that that yeah. means you are already willing to engage yeah but Of course, now you're feeling the outsider in the space of going, I want to be there but I just don't have either the language or the education. Yeah. And so how do I I help a leader Mm. start using that language and, you know, not the front on, Mm. that's just wrong, Mm. Uh, you can't say that. You know, how many times have you heard it? Well, you can't say that. You know, that's just completely inappropriate. If you want to engage a leader in that conversation, you go, "If if that were a situation where, you know, X person was feeling like this, and you were in that situation. Would you want to hear that? Yes, uh, yes. You know, how would you? And and I don't like to say, well, if that was your kid, what? You know, yeah, it, it's, it's a, That's too. I, I think that's too sticky. Yeah, it's it's got to be simpler than that. To go, you know, that situation. How would you have felt if they were saying that to you, and you didn't have all the information, or you didn't yeah. you didn't understand that yeah. language? So finding the different language to just even engage.
0: I really like that and I love your coaching angle to it because I'm I'm mindful that I'm hearing myself say a lot <laughs> we don't talk like that now yeah and it's kind of like who's we it sounds like it sounds so victorian or something you know <laughs> oh we don't we don't talk like that anymore <laughs> and I and I like your way your different way of doing it mm. what what if you were in the reverse situation what would you want to hear yeah yeah it's good I love learning things on Tech Live. <laughs> so let's get to cognitive diversity. And then I want to see, because there's a link I think I can see. Tell me about cognitive diversity. So cognitive
1: diversity, there is component of identity mm. because you cannot be, you can't think in a way that is not you. Mm. So you no. know th- your, yeah. your your racial background, your you know your physical education. abilities, education, all of those things yeah. feed into your friends, that. your yeah. friends. Yeah. So cognitive diversity is about then how that pays a part in how you integrate inf- information, how you problem solve, mm. uh, and and how you innovate. Mm. Right. So that's that is uh, cognitive diversity. So mm. if you, you know, come from a background of doing science or, you you know, the scientific method is like this. Yes. This is what we learned at university. So this is how I shall process information. Uh, yeah. So that builds your cognitive diversity from yes. someone who uh, never went to university, uh, mm. you know, worked from age 16 and has developed a view of the world with the people they work with. Yes. So that cognitive diversity is – it's obvious with those two things, right? Yes. So yes. There And there are differences in that. So, you know, like I, I like to use the example, if you think about – Probably the Fortune 500 companies. You know, yeah. 20 years ago in America, uh, you know, they would be a Ivy League college graduate. Yeah. Probably know the same people. Yeah. Had the same lecturers. Yeah. And uh, you know, come from that school of yeah. whatever. Yeah. So how do you get cognitive diversity mm. when everyone has learned the same, mm. heard the same, mm. interact with the same people? Mm.
0: Mm. You know.
1: So that cognitive diversity comes from having that different experiential
0: background. And so where they can be linked with the identity diversity, because you've already talked about someone who's been to a different university or school or no university or not much school, uh, different language skills brings a cognitive diversity because you're able to use your uh, different parts of your brain differently if you're using more than one language. And if you're speaking in a second language, there's a cognitive diversity in that there's a, a slower processing and you can see it in the most intelligent of people, but you just see that slight delay. And I guess for such, a, you know, if it's a smart person in a problem-solving situation, it's actually giving them extra thinking time. Yeah. While they're thinking of the word in English or in whatever language you're working in. yes. You've actually got the the power or the gift of a little bit of extra time, which I I guess is adding more to the conversation as well. Oh, isn't it really
1: is, and that's a fantastic way to to think mm. about that because mm. it's, you know, and and words don't always translate directly. No, you know, the meaning becomes different. So yeah. if you are seeing it from that different yeah. meaning, yeah, you go, oh, I. Yes, you're talking about A, and this is what I think of A, and like, hold on, your A is slightly different from mine. Yeah, let's understand that. Yes, so that that benefit of cognitive diversity is huge when you're when you're like when it comes to simple uh, tasks, and things that require you know repetition and not a lot of additional cognitive load. Yeah, right. Yeah, cognitive diversity doesn't add a lot. Yes, but when there's complexity. When yeah. there's changing yeah. factors, yeah, you know, when there's instability,
0: when there's like the world business, right now, <laughs> when yeah. there's the world right now, yeah.
1: that cognitive diversity gives you that step up, that opportunity to problem solve,
0: decision making changes.
1: Yes, when you have those different perspectives,
0: so it's just being um, open as a leader to thinking harder, and it doesn't. Ha- it comes right back to all leadership. It doesn't have to just be you.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, we all know that it's it's a lonely thing mm. being a CEO or, or a business owner and you, you can create that echo chamber for yourself. Yeah. I don't know, no one else knows this better than That's I do. Mean That's right. I need three sleeps on it and
0: I'll work it and out. And then I'll
1: work it out, you know. Yeah. And when you have that different perspective, even if it's a little bit out there left field or right field, yeah. it just gives that extra bit of input and a way for you to, to process or think about things differently.
0: Mm. Yeah, I really like that. I'm thinking about um, Ted Lasso that's on kind of currently. I love Ted Lasso. I love Ted Lasso. <laughs> the Amsterdam episode. Yep. It just, I just loved it for so many reasons. But there was a word that he was saying and I can't, it was a Dutch word and it doesn't have a direct English translation. I was talking to a friend from the Netherlands. He said there's no real yeah. English word for that. But just even that concept of... Even having a conversation about that in the workplace, well, there's a word that we'd use and even leaning into that discussion about, well, what could that mean in the workplace here? Different ways of describing the same situation can lead to different angles on a problem or different perspectives. Absolutely.
1: And I Mm. I, I like the concept of cognitive diversity because Mm. it's... It's not loaded, right? Oh, and and yeah. I know there are leaders out there, as you said, that, that want to engage and they don't know how. No. And it's like, you know, what the feeling is that I have to lean in and be all in, all in yeah. you know. but I need more women.
0: I, ne- <laughs> I need more females. Not women. I need,
1: I need more females. Because <laughs> we're a separate species. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, right.
0: <laughs> where do you find those females that we all need more of? Yeah,
1: <laughs> But it's, it's just taking a step. Yeah, you know that next best step yeah. of going. Well, I'm just going to pay a little more attention. Mm. I don't have to change my being and who I am, but I'm I'm just going to open my ears for a little bit more and just, mm. you know, see that you're processing things a little differently and just hear a little bit more about that.
0: So, what about the common stereotype of um, the the clearest or the most visible diversity of gender? You know of just two genders in this kind of diversity at the moment of male, female. Um, It's good to have women in the room because they just change how the conversation goes or they just think differently. How do you respond to that?
1: I, I accept all of those things, mm. not just because we're women, but mm. because we we have a fundamental difference. Mm. Um, and and that's another signpost, right? When you're looking for diversity in an organisation, you don't have to look for all the different types. Yeah. A really, you know, quick litmus test is how many women are in the organisation and yeah. what roles are they in in the yes. organisation. Yeah. And it is true. Having and what um, is the
0: difference? What difference does it make?
1: Well, it's again down to that identity mm. diversity mm. Um, and there's, there's a neurological difference. Mm. The mere fact that there's a physiological difference creates yeah. a different neurological difference, yeah. which creates a different perception. Mm. Interesting. Right? So having those different perspectives doesn't mean it's like, oh gosh, you're a woman. I'll just bring you in because yeah. you know, you're a woman. Yeah. But there's all it of this.
0: softens things up a bit. I don't think you're so soft sometimes. No, I was, so. <laughs> I was going, well, I was just going, the obvious thing yeah. is it doesn't come soften things it, up having me then. Yeah. yeah, so it's, yeah.
1: That, and that's that stereotype to go, I'll just yeah. bring in this woman-shaped
0: thing yeah. into our
1: <laughs> conversation and it'll change things. Of course it will. Yeah. Um, but it's not just that That's a mere fact that, you know, it's a, it's a
0: woman. So, so we'll change things and leverage the difference the that difference. that brings and understand what it is. Yeah. Don't make judgments because if half the pop well half the population or yeah. some percentage More than half 51%. Are, yeah, well that's right. Yeah. And so so that's going to be a whole lot of diversity within that. Yeah. Um tell me about
1: inclusion. So inclusion is about creating that space where people feel like they can be part of the conversation, the workplace. Yeah. And uh that thing of feeling distant when you are diverse Mm. it's inherent in Mm. diversity that you you feel a difference so inclusion is that next part of creating the space for people Mm. even though they are different Mm. to be included yes uh to feel like they are they have a a seat at the table or they can be part of the conversation yeah wholly and not be oh gosh you said those words and there's a whole lot of baggage behind that i don't understand yeah that's not me being included no, I'm here, but I'm not included. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it goes back to that thing of um, don't tell stories that someone's really not going to understand the background yeah. to. Yeah, the shortcuts. In, in, in jokes aren't inclusive.
1: In jokes are not inclusive, Yeah. you know. And, yeah, they can
0: be funny. And I, I
1: remember situations where I've sat in rooms where people have told a joke and it's highly offensive. Yeah. And I felt I didn't have the voice to say it and I would laugh awkwardly yeah. and the people around me
0: would go oh she got it she's okay she's one of us yeah and you kind of have felt that you've had to yeah and for many years I thought I had to as well and I've started speaking I found my voice you felt found- fantastic just might be a little bit loud <laughs> that's okay <laughs> yeah you know, well that's right but I'm learning from you how to kind of how I could maybe temper it so it's inclusion, does that always lead to belonging? No. If you're in an inclusive organisation, does that mean that people will belong because we're making an effort, we're watching our language, we've got all the symbols around the place? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's not the same. So Mm.
0: it is fantastic
1: that it is in the conversation and the lexicon now, people talking about, you know, developing ways for people to feel included yeah. that's creating the opportunities mm. you know it's even though you create the opportunities it may not be the right ones mm. and it doesn't pre- you know assume that I'll use myself as an example if yeah. you make me feel included I will not, will not automatically feel like I belong
0: mm. what what has to happen for you to belong so it's around is safety. it on you or is it on it me? is a
1: bit on both of us yeah it is a bit on both of yeah. us and that's and that's another thing I feel like you know, leaders feel they have to be the ones at the front of the room doing everything. Yeah. And that is important because mm. it's, it's always about, you know. The, it's exhausting. And it is <laughs> exhausting, right? Yeah. Um And, uh, you know, you would know that yourself is mm. you've got to, the, yes, there is a requirement for a leader to lead the charge. Mm. But the the recipient or the person that wanting to feel yeah. belonged, you have to engage. Yeah. And to feel and do that, to make that inclusion opportunity Uh, create belonging is psychological safety. Yeah. If I feel safe to tell you that I am a, um, you know, uh, I'm non-binary or, you know, Yeah. I can't say that to you if I feel that you are going to judge me in a way that will impact my ability to work with you or talk Mm. to you. Mm. So belonging is when you can do that. You've created the opportunities for me to feel included Mm. and now I truly feel like I belong. Mm. So it's Uh, a different
0: sense. Yes. And so forcing someone to fit in, forcing them to change to fit in, and you may not even know you're doing it
1: yes. as
0: an organisation. Yeah. But, um, you know, Pat Lincione, I really like it. He talks about an example of if, what if the CEO decided to go vegan? And what if all the leadership team said, we're going vegan, we're committing to this, we're, this is the right thing to do, but someone really loves meat <laughs> or has yeah. an iron deficiency, yes. <laughs> then automatically you're excluding them. Yeah. And if every conversation you're having is about our seeing the light to veganism, yeah. then someone might have to pretend to make themselves fit in to try and belong, yeah. but that's not right, is that's it? That's not
1: right. And, that, and, and you know, we, we were talking about this earlier. The concept of fitting in versus belonging, and yeah. Renee Brown does, you know, yeah. she explains it beautifully, yeah. but, you know, fitting in is me changing yeah. or, you know, making myself a chameleon to fit into this environment, Mm. Belonging is when I can bring all of myself into this environment.
0: I love that you know. bringing all of myself and everything you're saying about being able to, being able to bring all of yourself, um, a safe space, trust, trust, um, uh, learning different ways of talking, yeah, learning about how to address things, um, learning how to be open minded. I can see why you're such a good tech chair because you're talking about groups of CEOs and business owners in a safe space, yeah. and they're actually addressing their business. But they're able to also consider some of these really important things in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. And not feel
1: like you are, you know, you're standing at the the edge of the cliff being, you know, with arrows thrown at you at yeah. the same time and, and you want to be able to look and see and learn and you've got to have some safety around having that conversation. And it's tricky. Yeah. But you don't, it doesn't have to be tricky all the time. No. No. You know, so it's a practice thing. How do we practice yeah. just going, yeah, stereotypes are okay, but am I using it one time too many? Yes. Um, and do I need to just pause and think? Yeah. And and think a little differently. I don't need to be an expert. Yeah. But I need to be willing to engage.
0: Yeah, I need to be willing to engage. And what you've shown today, Sandra, is also I just need to have the conversation but in a in a different way. And maybe it's, it doesn't help change anyone's behaviour by just diving in with, we don't say that anymore, just asking the questions. It, everything comes back to the skills or the tools that we do have as leaders. Mm. This has been so interesting, so insightful for me to hear Sandra's perspective here Um, to understand identity, diversity, cognitive diversity, inclusion and belonging and the interrelation between them all. Thank you so much, Sandra Poon, for joining us on Tech Live. Thank you so much. It's been fantastic to be here. So that's Tech Live for today. CEOs are in the business of making decisions and leadership is the art of execution. I'm Stephanie Christopher and look forward to talking to you next time.